thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome again today to Jesus the Healer. We are so glad you're with us. I tell you, it is a thrill to feed on the Word. Amen. Amen. You know, there are so many people that are hurting in the world that wish they got to hear the things that we get to hear when we sit under the Word. And so we honor. We let them know about it. I mean, call somebody and tell them about what the Word is doing in your life. Having to watch along with you or having to turn on on their own television or their own device, whatever they're watching it on, and let them enjoy what the Word will do. Amen. Amen. And I say this, anytime you're watching the broadcast or any broadcast on the network, Release your faith. Don't just be a, don't just be a viewer only, but be someone who releases your faith. And uh, as we release our faith, we become doers of the word. Amen. As we feed on the word, we learn how to better cooperate with God and how to better, uh, how to be better doers of the word and do further in the word. Amen. And I am so thrilled that God has had us to be teaching on the mind the renewing of the mind, disciplining our thought lives. Because, you know, so many people, uh, they don't even realize that it is their responsibility, but also their privilege to discipline their thought life. You know, how many times have we ever thought about that disciplining the thought life? But we we have to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have children that come over to your house and they're undisciplined. They go where they shouldn't go. They touch what they shouldn't touch. They do what they shouldn't do. Well, even so, an undisciplined mind, it goes where it shouldn't go. It touches what it shouldn't touch. It does what it shouldn't do. Amen. And so we're learning to discipline our thought lives. And that's part of the flow of what a sound mind does. And we've taken... Uh, for our text, the golden verse, so to speak, that we're using in this series of teaching in that Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, where Paul was writing to Timothy and he gave him his help for fear that was coming against Timothy. And Paul said, God has not given us the spirit of fear. So God is not a, a uh, he's not using fear to lead you. He's not using fear to guide you. So don't, when a a fearful, troubling thought comes, don't get duped into thinking, well, maybe God's speaking to me. He's not using fear to speak to you through. Amen. So it says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but what has he given us? He's given us power or authority. He's given us love, his own love. And not only that, he has given us a sound mind. It belongs to us. And uh, sometimes people have mishandled their thought life 
And because of mishandling their thought life, it's troubled their mind. And uh, even though you might have let the wrong thing in, I tell you what, a, a sound mind is still yours. Yeah. So run Amen. troubling thoughts out of that sound mind that belongs to you in Christ. Healing belongs to you in Christ. Prosperity belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. But a sound mind belongs to you in Christ. And you know, it, just because symptoms show up doesn't mean you lost your health as the child of God. Yeah. You're still the healed. Yeah. Yes, we are. You are still the healed. Yeah. And symptoms try to, to steal health from you and you refuse to let your health be robbed. Well, even so, if troubling thoughts have tried to harass your mind, that you don't have to let it have your sound mind. Say, no, you don't. Amen. Run. Troubling thoughts come to rob you of a sound mind because a sound mind is already yours. It's not like praying, God, give me a sound mind. He made it yours. That's what Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, God has given us a sound mind. Now, What's the food of a sound mind? The word. Mm -hmm. um, how can the enemy trouble someone's mind by them listening to him? Yeah. Listening, mm -hmm. turning over in the thought life, yeah. the things he threatens you with, the yeah. things he suggests, mm -hmm. but we don't, we don't get into that flow. We guard our thought life. We discipline our thought life yeah. because the Amplified Translation, the Amplified Classic says about 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, in describing a sound mind, it says it's a calm mind. Yes. Yes. It says it's a well-balanced mind. Amen. Amen. It doesn't Amen. get into a ditch on one side or the other. Not only that, it is a disciplined mind. It's a controlled mind. Amen. Amen. So that's what God authored for us. And we refuse to cooperate with anything less than that. Amen. Amen. Well, the flow of having a sound mind to walk in with that sound mind dominating us, we have to renew our minds yes. with the word of God. And renewing our minds means that we take on God's thoughts. Any thought that's in opposition to the word, we run it out and we replace it and we take on the thoughts of the word. And this is something that is going to not happen overnight. It's just the rest of our life. We further renew our minds. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And it's our privilege to renew our minds. And listen, that is our greatest defense against the devil is a renewed mind. Yeah. Why? A renewed mind thinks right. Yeah. You understand that? Yes. An unrenewed mind thinks wrong. Yes. And they, th when someone's mind is unrenewed, many times they don't realize it. They think that they think that they're right <laughs> in their thinking, but the word shows up wrong thinking. Amen. And so the enemy cannot work through a mind that thinks right. That's why we want to make sure we renew our minds. Yes. He can only work through wrong thinking. And you have to remember this: that wrong thinking leads to wrong believing. Yeah. Wrong believing. Leads, leads to wrong speaking. Mm -hmm. And uh, wrong speaking leads to receiving wrong things. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, but good. right thinking mm -hmm. will lead to right believing. Yes. Amen. Amen. And uh, it'll enhance and feed right believing. And then right believing has right speaking. And right speaking receives the right things. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's, it's what we're privileged to do is to renew our minds. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you become conformed to the world as you take on the thoughts of the world? Yeah. But how do, you, how do you become transformed? You take on God's thoughts. Yeah. Amen. Amen. By the renewing of the mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take on God's way of thinking. When Christians go through certain tests, 
because they don't stand their ground, they give place to the enemy even in their thought life. But I tell you what, Jesus gave us authority over the devil. Listen, Jesus didn't need a victory over the devil for himself. <laughs> Amen. The devil had no, had no uh, power or authority over Jesus, but he did over us because Adam turned it over to him. And so Jesus came. God sent Jesus uh, to take our place. And Jesus won the victory that we could not win against the devil. And he handed us the victory. And in that victory is our authority, the exercise of our authority. And so we have to learn to tell the devil no. Amen. And we have to learn to exercise our authority. And some Christians go through certain tests for one reason. They're not standing their ground. They're not using their authority. Jesus won the victory, but it's up to us to enforce it. How do we enforce it? We exercise our authority. We say, you're not coming into my thought life. You're not coming into my body. You're not coming into my marriage. And you tell it no. Mm -hmm. And you have to answer things. Yes. I tell you, you have to answer things. Yes, Talk to them yes. to make sure they don't come in. And some are waiting for God to do something about their problem. And he's already done something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He not only sent Jesus to take our place and defeat the enemy in our behalf, but he gave us the authority the shared authority with Jesus. He's the head, we're the body. We've been raised and seated with Christ and that's a seat of authority. That's right. So he's given us the authority to use anytime we need it. Amen. Amen. You know, um, when we turned 16, we could not wait to get our driver's license. Growing up, anybody remember that? Mother couldn't wait because she couldn't wait to send us to the store for her. <laughs> Mother was always excited when she got, when another one of her four kids got their driver's license because she got a new chauffeur and she got her a new errand person. I remember one time Mother sent me to the grocery store five times one day. I said, Mother, have you ever heard of a list? <laughs> She'd say, oh, I need you to go get me some lettuce. I come up, oh, I don't have any, I don't have any of this and I don't have any of that. And I go, bless you, bless you, bless you. But because we got our driver's license, we got a measure of freedom, yes. right? Yes. I mean, we could go places now or drive places, but then when you got your car, whoa, baby, now you're in a whole nother measure of freedom, right? And so uh, it's always better to know how to use your own authority, that you don't have to rely on someone else's faith. Yes. Amen. Because when you have your own car, you can go anywhere, anytime you need to go. But if you've got to rely on someone else's vehicle, then you're limited. Well, if you're going to rely on someone else's faith, you're limited. If you're going to rely on someone else's right thinking, you're limited. But if you have your own, all the limits are off. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Amen. the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I want us to go to Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. And uh, we were looking at this in a previous episode, but it's so good. We got to keep going back over. And you'll find that I'm saying some of the same things over and over and over. Why? Because that's how you get it in you. Yeah. Full faith doesn't come with one hearing. Yes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. What's this mean? Repetition is connected to a strong faith. Yes. Repetition is connected to it. And Paul wrote, and in the Amplified Translation, I don't have the reference right off the top of my head, but he wrote, he said, it is not irksome to me to write to you the same thing over and again, but it's a precaution for your safety. 
So I'm saying things over and over as a precaution for your safety. And it's not a problem for me to say it over and over. I enjoy it because truth never gets old. I don't care how many times you say it. It's always a thrill. Amen. And so Luke chapter 10 and verse 19, it says Jesus was speaking and he said, Behold, I give unto you. Ah, you got your own. You got your own. What's he saying? What is he going to give us as our own? Power. What is this? Authority. Mm -hmm. I give unto you the authority. You don't have to, you don't have to rely on someone else's use of authority. You have your own authority. Mm -hmm. Behold, I give unto you power or authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. And we looked at a previous, previous episode. The dictionary defines tread on a step over. Mm-hmm. Don't sit and be impressed by, by the opposition yeah. of what the enemy has sent against your life. Yeah. Step over it and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. What's that mean? You're going to put it behind you. What's yeah. that mean? It's not going to be in your attention. Yeah. Yeah. When Jesus was uh, not going to accept a thought, not going to accept something with, that was said to him, what did he say? Get behind me, Satan. Yes. Another time he told Peter, get thee behind me. Why? You're not getting my attention. Yes. Yeah, that's good. I put it behind me. This is what this is saying. You're authorized. You are authorized that when serpents and scorpions come, get, put them behind you. How do it? You step over them. Yes. Don't sit and try to get them out of the way. Just step over them yeah. and keep going. Don't stop in your advancement. Don't stop in your progress. Don't stop in the plan of God. Don't stop moving uh, forward. Mm-hmm. Faith is a movement. Yeah. Yeah. I said faith is a movement. Yeah. Faith is not a stopping. It's a movement. Yeah. And so he's telling you, you're authorized to keep going. When serpents and scorpions get in your path, don't be concerned about them trying to pick them up, get them out of the way, got to remove this, got to remove that. Just step over them and keep going. And notice this, he says, tread on or step over serpents and scorpions and over all the power. It doesn't matter what strategy, what device, uh, what test, what circumstance, just keep going. Step over it, all the power of the enemy. Look at this. And when you're doing that, nothing shall by any means hurt you. When you step over and keep going, it can't hurt you. You're, it, it does not have the ability to stop you. Yeah. Now, People will quote this and say, nothing shall by any means hurt me. But that's talking to the ones who's treading on. That's talking to the one who's stepping over. If people are going to stop and they're going to get their full attention on serpents and scorpions over all the opposition, over the test, over the circumstances, and they're going to be awed by it, and they're going to be impressed and they're going to be swayed by it, then something can hurt them because there are Christians you've seen their finances hurt, their marriages hurt, their bodies hurt. So when, when, when do we move into the place that nothing shall by any means hurt us? When we're stepping over it. We're not giving it our attention. We're just stepping over it and we keep going. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, um, verse 20, the, the next verse Jesus said after he told him, I give you a, a power or authority to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Verse 20 says this, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What's he saying? Don't become devil conscious. Don't become opposition conscious. Don't become so enthralled and get your mind on the test and the devices and strategies of the enemy. See, Jesus had sent the disciples out 
And he had told him, you go lay, you know, you go cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, preach the gospel of the kingdom. They came back and the first thing they said is the spirits are subject to us. And he told him, he said, well, I told you I gave you power over them. I gave you authority over them. And then he corrects them because they came back with their focus on the wrong thing. They came back talking about devils. Notice that. That's what they came back talking about. They didn't come come back talking about the message they preached, the message of the kingdom. They didn't come back talking about the people that were healed. They came back talking about the demons that were subject to them. They got devil conscious in this. And so he's telling them, don't, notwithstanding in this rejoice not. In other words, don't get your attention on the devil and what that, what, you know, about the commotion and the movement of of the devils against people's lives. Thank God they're helped. But he says, don't come back talking about the devil. He's not worthy of that kind of attention. Amen. He said, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In other words, rejoice because of who you belong to. Amen. 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 Be mindful of who you are in Christ. Be mindful of the positive flow and not which the negative flow that tries to come against you. Yeah through the devil and his opposition. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, that's what a sound mind does. It doesn't think that the devil's worthy of attention. A sound mind is not going to emphasize the enemy and what the enemy's doing. I love what I heard one preacher say. They, they have a, a, a large, large ministry. They're, actually, their, their church is the largest in their nation. And in, in their Bible school, one of the students asked the pastor, said, I, I can imagine with how large and far-reaching your ministry is, you've gotten a lot of opposition. He said, well, I guess I have. I just haven't noticed. <laughs> I love that. Now, that's yeah. what Jesus was yeah. talking about. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Why, he was more aware of his stepping over and keeping <laughs> yes. going. Amen. He did not stop and get impressed and uh, get wide-eyed about what's coming against him. Amen. And that's what Jesus said. Don't rejoice that spirits are subject to you. Don't give them that kind of attention. Yeah. 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 Rejoice that you belong to him. Amen. 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 I tell you, you got to stay on the positive side. You get on the negative side and you can get your attention and you can open the door to the devil simply because he's emphasized too much. You know the only thing you need to remember about the devil? He's destroyed. He's defeated. He's been stripped. He's been reduced to nothing. When you think, when you think right, he can't get you worrying. When you think right, when you're operating with a sound mind, a renewed mind, he can't get you uh, depressed. He can't get you entrenched in fear. He can't get your attention on the wrong thing. Amen. A sound mind holds its attention on the right thing. What's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 tell us? My son, attend to my words. In other words, put your attention on my words, yeah. not on what's come against you. Yeah. And that's why so many people enter tests is because their, their attention is, what's coming, is on what's coming against them yeah. instead of their attention being on what God said about what's coming against them. Yes. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, and we're going to look at verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. For us to um, enjoy the sound mind that Jesus made ours. For us to protect the flow of the sound mind. For us to have a renewed mind. Notice what is written here in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. This is the King James translation. Peter writing said, be sober. 
Be vigilant. What's that mean? Be watchful. Be what? What's that mean? Pay attention. Yeah. Don't be mindless. Don't be, don't be unaware of what's trying to get out of place in your life. You know, if, if you're a parent that doesn't pay, pay close attention to your children, where they are, who they're hanging out with, uh, what, what they're doing, places where they're going, you're going to have difficulties that you could avoid if you pay attention. Yeah. Paying attention means that you're aware. And he's saying with this, if that'll trouble your family life when you don't pay attention with your children, what do you think it'll do your spiritual life if you don't pay attention? So he said, be sober, pay attention, be vigilant, be watchful. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, not is a roaring lion, as a roaring lion. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, listen, he doesn't just want to trouble him. He wants to devour. Verse 9. Whom resist. What's this mean? You're going to have to use your authority. Yes. Exercise your authority. Mm-hmm. Whom resist, look at this, steadfast in the faith. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? Be consistent yeah. in your stance yeah. of resisting. Mm-hmm. Don't resist on Monday and forget to resist for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Every time a troubling... Th- now, listen. Don't go out looking for the devil. Don't, don't, don't be devil conscious, but if something comes against you, resist it. Pay attention that it's coming against you. If it's not peaceful, resist it. If it's not joyful, resist it. Why? Because you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The, the, the peace and the joy is God's flow. And anything that doesn't enhance your, your, your life of peace, your life of joy, resist it. Amen. Amen. Be watchful. If something's troubling your thought life, don't wait for a devil to show up supposedly mm-hmm. in, a, in a manifested form before you start resisting. Pay attention. Be vigilant. Yeah. Anything that, t- that, that, that tries to hinder your peace and your joy, resist it. Mm-hmm. And resist it said steadfast. Be consistent. Whom resists steadfast in the faith, not in your ability and not in your feelings. Well, I just don't feel like my authority will work for me. That's not in the faith. That's in yeah. the feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Resist him in the faith, what you believe. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Why did he say that? Because so much of the time when the enemy opposes us, he wants us to feel as though we're the only one that's facing this. We're the only one struggling. We're the only one having to deal with this. And that's, he tries to give you that sense of isolation. Yeah. Amen. But he wants, he wants to make you seem isolated in that test. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, we're not falling prey to that. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen? And then James chapter 4 and verse 7. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. So the understood subject here is you resist the devil. And he will flee from you. But notice the first phrase, submit to God. In other words, uh, make sure that you're in obedience to what God's telling you to do in your life. You can't go live any way you want and then resist the devil and your, your authority not be hindered. <laughs> to have a full flow of authority, for your, uh, your authority to flow unhindered, we have to be submitted to God. Amen? What's that mean? Submit to His Word. Be in agreement with His Word. Be in agreement, submitted to the word, but also submitted to his plan for your life. What's he, ta- what's he dealing with you about to do? When you do that, then you resist the devil 
then who's going to flee? Amen. I love it says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Notice it doesn't say resist the devil and he'll flee from your pastor. You don't, your, your authority over your life works just as much as the authority of the pastor's, his authority works over the, the congregation and over his life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if people don't exercise their authority over the enemy, then nothing will be done on their behalf. Yes. Jesus doesn't have the authority that he handed to you. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when I drive up here to our church, our ministry headquarters, um, an usher will be outside. And uh, when I get out of the car, I hand my keys to the usher. Even though I, that car is mine, even though the title's in my name, once I hand it to him, I don't have the key anymore. You understand that? Mm-hmm. Jesus, he took the keys of hell and death mm-hmm. from the devil. Yeah. And then he turned around and gave us. Wow. He said, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. Wow. He doesn't have them over your life anymore. Yes. He, get, he handed them to you. Yes. And so although you belong to him, the authority belongs to you. And if you don't do something, nothing will be done. Even though the car belonged to me, without the key, I can't drive it. Even though it's still mine. You're still his, but the key is in your your possession. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Now exercise yourself every day in faith and authority. Release your faith every single day. Exercise your authority every single day because consistency is the key to victory. Smith Wigglesworth, who was an English preacher, and he, his ministry was on the forefront in the early, the, the first half of the 1900s. And he would say this. He said, every day I exercise myself in faith and authority. Well, what does he mean by that? Mm-hmm. He means every time something came that was not of the flow of God, he answered it. Yeah. He used his authority over it. Amen. Amen. Because that's how you rise to the top. Amen. You use your authority. Well, I tell you what, it's such a blessing for us to be on the Victory Channel. And I tell you what it means to me that Kenneth Copeland Ministries has sown this seed to our ministry. It's just, it just means so much to us. And I would, if you're not already a partner, I would ask you to pray about it. Because the truth of the word that you're hearing on this channel It's a life and death to people. Amen. It's a rescue for people. It means life and death to them. And I tell you, I I ask you to consider, if you're not already, consider being a partner because they sow this airtime to us. We don't pay a dime for the airtime of this broadcast. What a seed. I mean, that's, 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 that's remarkable. And I honor that. I appreciate that. I value that. And so I ask you to place value on it too. And if you receive something from this network and you're not already a partner, I ask you, pray about becoming a partner. You can go to kcm.org, kennethcopelandministries.org, and you can sign up to become a partner. But we've enjoyed teaching these things and truths with you today. And we invite you to get hold of our book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. This is what I've been teaching out of. And you can go to our website site at DufresneMinistries.org and we'll send you a copy. Just uh, get on there and you can go to the bookstore and purchase it. But until we see you next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. 
Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, September 4th through the 8th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.